I'm David Heitler Clevens. And I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And this is Music for the New Revolution. You will not be a- we belong to the earth. We all belong to the earth. There's only water for us all. But tell me, where do the children play? You don't know what you've got till it's gone. I am a friend of the earth. All right, we are back. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to another installment of Music for the New Revolution. Yeah. And we're finally getting to tackle a major, major issue that uh, uh, we've been meaning to get to for a long time, which is to talk about the environment, the planet, yes. the world, ecology, climate change. All of the things that keep our life possible, make our life possible on this planet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that the uh, these issues have been at the forefront of many people for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, but with the growing awareness of the crisis of climate change, you know, it's become something I think that's been even more at the forefront of people's thinking mm-hmm. be more than it is, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I kills it. I always make the argument to people when I'm talking to them, I said, well, come on, it's got, there's gotta be something to man's impact on climate. the climate's been changing since the planet's begun. I mean, that's a, that's, that's science. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you think about the early days of this planet, it was it was uh, molten. Uh, what of there was like just the oceans of lava and lightning, and it was not inhabitable by anything. Right. But it 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 evolved. It changed. And what makes our life possible, our life being humans, possible on the planet is that there are relatively stable weather patterns. And and I don't think most people recognize how delicate that is, like if because because our ability to make food, grow food, our ability to relatively stay warm or or, or at least comfortable, it all is because there are relatively stable. I would say not even relatively stable for you know hundreds and hundreds of years. There've been stable weather patterns. Um. And when you think about the Industrial Revolution, you think now for the past 250 years, about 230 maybe, we've been just polluting the air with, from the beginning, you know, burning coal and then burning oil, and fossil fuels. It's it's got to have an impact on um, the environment. That that plus cutting down all the trees, which is what makes oxygen. It's Pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of short-term thinking, I think. You know, people, <laughs> businesses and governments who are thinking, you know, what, how are they going to get the most money the most quickly and mm-hmm. not thinking down the road about the lives of our children and our grandchildren and hopefully our great-grandchildren <laughs> that far. Uh, yes. so it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, there, there's a lot of big issues that are existential, as people have been saying recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and part of what you were just pointing to, actually, you know, often we, we talk for a while before we get to the music, but you actually gave a good segue maybe to the first couple songs because you pointed to the idea of, of energy mm-hmm. and, uh, and how uh, a lot of these problems come from this short-term thinking related to uh, how are we going to get our, our energy. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so that made me think of like one of the first songs we have here or the first song we have here to play is this one from Tim O'Brien and Daryl Scott that I mm-hmm. heard through the Grammy process, which both Rodney and I are a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's this very powerful song called Keep Your Dirty Lights On. Uh, and then uh, the the next one we had actually was was sort of the more upside, which is thinking about clean renewable energy like solar, and that's uh, getting our energy from the sun. From my mm-hmm. friend Tom Pease, who does a lot of stuff for kids, especially in that one, I think he had done for kids. Mm-hmm. It's actually based on a gospel tune, mm. uh, so it's, it's kind of cool. So should we go right into it? Yep, let's go right into it. Yeah, let's. cool. Well, my daddy came from cold. And me, I'm about the same If you read King Cole's ledger book Then you've seen my family name It used to take a camp of miners To load their training gone Now there's four in my crew And we do what we do To keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on, keep your dirty lights on. If you got money in your pocket and a switch on the wall, we'll keep your dirty lights on. You gotta keep your dirty lights on yeah, Keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on If you got money in your pocket And a switch on the wall We'll keep your dirty lights on They talk how coal is clean Well, coal is cheap But coal still black It ain't never, never turning turn green So plug your electric car in Charge it good and strong And do your shopping online We'll get you every time Just to keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on If you got money in your pocket And a switch on the wall We'll keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on Keep your dirty lights on If you got 
put you on the wall We'll keep your dirty lights on See a day and it's not too far. Getting our energy from the sun. We'll draw our power from the nearest star. Getting our energy from the sun. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Getting our energy from the sun. Well, nowadays we all move so fast. Getting our energy from the sun. Using up coal, oil, and gas. Getting our energy from the sun. They turn our skies from blue to black. Getting our energy from the sun. And when they're gone, they won't be back. Getting our energy from the sun. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Getting our energy from the sun. It'll run most anything free and clean. Getting our energy from the sun. From a little bitty watch to a big machine. Getting our energy from the sun. For every creature on this earth. Getting our energy from the sun. We gotta use the sun for all it's worth. Getting our energy from the sun. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. All right. So a couple of good songs, right? I think we need to talk a little bit about that first one, though, that, that Keep Your Dirty Lights On is an amazing song, I think. And I love that line in the chorus. If you've got money in your pocket and a switch on the wall, <laughs> your dirty lights on. It's just such a great way of making that personal, you know, like yeah, yeah. connections to coal and mountaintop removal and stuff uh -huh. like right there in your house with that switch, you know? It's yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you're in charge of uh, the thing that you think you're against. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I love that song. And that, not only is it, is it a great message, but it's a really good song. Uh, yeah, it I, I, sounds so good too. It's just two people. There's yeah. not a single other person besides those two guys who, who wrote that song uh -huh. you know, and uh, Tim O'Brien and Daryl Scott. And they're both like, their voices and their instrument it just yeah. love the sound doesn't it it's mm -hmm. yeah very cool and i also love the fact that the style of it is mm -hmm. very rural you know yeah. so the whole coal country thing yeah feels like it's coming from there you know yes to like some city person talking about it you know and, and i like the uh the idea that it's um the point of view is um how do i say it, it it's it's it it seems like it's from the standpoint of the, an enlightened, uh, if you will, mountain person. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, like because they're looking at uh, the city folk and going, "You're not, you're not off the hook with this. You're not clean in this." And um, look, we're just doing it to survive. But uh, you're the consumer, and you're the reason it keeps going. And so, uh, so do something about it. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, very cool. 
So, you know, so we, we, we've sort of mentioned in passing in the beginning that our, you know, th- this, this existential crisis that as, as many of the candidates in this election cycle have mm-hmm. been picking mm-hmm. up from, you know, people in, in the activism world have been saying it for a while is, is climate change. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's, I think, kind of amazing to a lot of us who have been concerned about this for a while, how, how specifically partisan this has become and that like very clearly one party is pushing the idea that this is all made up, that this is all a hoax in spite mm-hmm. of overwhelming data from just about every legitimate scientist and what we can see it with our own eyes now of, of the, the, you know, the calamities yeah. that have been growing, the higher temperatures, the, the increased extreme storms of tsunamis and, and earthquakes and hurricanes. And, uh, you know, it, I realized that that thing that you mentioned about like the human cause of this, that mm-hmm. that is where maybe people kind of, uh, you know, quibble and, and, and they recognize all this stuff is happening, but some people want to deny that it's because of things that we've done. But, you know, right now we're in the midst of this strange time with the coronavirus. And because of that, all sorts of things have been shut down. And what's amazing about that, that's a sort of a silver lining and also underscores the fact that it is us that's creating these problems is we've seen dramatic improvement in certain things around the world because of even this short time of less factories, less uh, air travel, less cars on the road, and it's having this dramatic positive effect. So if it isn't people causing it, how is it that by people changing their ways, we get this almost immediate dramatic improvement? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that I yeah, well, I think the argument from the other side is always, um, yeah, but at what cost? What cost? That's right. And, but, and, but that's and, interesting, because right now, here we are, you yeah. know, we're, it, it, of course, it is having a you know drastic effect on the economy, mm-hmm. but people are a lot of people are willing to change their lifestyles drastically mm-hmm. for this. And there's even that Texas lieutenant governor who suggested mm-hmm. people should be willing to die for <laughs> the stock market. So mm-hmm. if people are willing, if, if that were true, which I don't think is true, but if people were willing to mm-hmm. die for the stock market, why why has it been so impossible for us to say that we should be willing to change our ways even a little bit? in order to stop this this climate well i think that 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 is the problem because he is i think i saw the guy say it and he was pretty serious about that he was will because he was if i can preserve this way of life for my children i'm willing their grandparents here are willing to die for the stock market or not for the stock market but for our way of life uh, well, what he really was saying was the stock market <laughs> yeah well and that's i think is the challenge of of climate change because you get this um I think that uh, for the most part, we we on the left say that, um, you know, uh, if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, we are stewards of the earth and God, I know you're not necessarily following this, but I'm going to make a point. Uh, I'm going to make a point. Um, Where our job as humans uh, in a a, uh, Judeo-Christian sense is that we are stewards of the earth, and I think the other side will argue, well, we have no power. It's all in this case, we have no power. It's all up to the higher power as to what happens on the planet and who do we think we are. We can control things, and um, and and that then also leads to, well, then we're just going to keep on making money. We're just going to keep on worrying about like you know, the short term. Uh, I think is. Um, 
where the argument comes from. One of the unfortunate things, though, I think that's also happened is that both sides have turned the fight into business and they use it as a fundraising tool. And I think that also sometimes minimizes the um, not not the actual validity of it, but how people perceive it who aren't necessarily so political. Um, there's all sorts of challenges with communicating, but I mean, at the end of the day, all you got to do is just look at what's happening around the world. And yeah. you can see that, you know, ocean levels are rising. The, uh, the earth is getting warmer and um, it's not good for us as humans. And I think that's the other thing that is, is, is wrong. I, I always think of the George Carlin bit. The earth will be fine. It knows how to heal itself. We are screwed. <laughs> Humans are screwed. We are the ones who are not going to be able to uh, survive through this uh, when we end up with drastically unstable weather patterns or the weather just, you know, the weather and climate just get to the point where it doesn't support us anymore. It doesn't support us living on the. Uh, there's plenty of animals and insects that can survive extreme heat. We can't. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of. Uh, you know, organisms and life forms that can also survive extreme cold. We cannot. Yeah, well, that's a good point because it is like, you know, uh, a lot of times people talk about protecting the earth, saving mm-hmm. the earth. And really, you know, like you said, it, 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 we're little ants on the earth. We, we're having a big effect, but we're not like, you mm-hmm. know, unless we actually blew up the whole thing, mm-hmm. the earth will continue. Yeah. Um, but but it, it, whether it's still habitable by, people and also other animals, you know, yeah. could do enough damage that, that it could be a barren planet. <laughs> yeah, well, there'll still be cockroaches and certain well, insects. Cockroaches and... will outlive us all, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's certain viruses. Insects, you know, yeah, viruses. viruses yeah. There'll be living organisms on the planet. It just won't be any humans. Yeah. We will have done ourselves in. Well, you know, I think when you were talking about some of the challenges of in terms of advocacy around these issues, mm. it brings us back to our main focus, which is music. And I think mm. you know, music has the power often to communicate yeah. things to people sometimes when they don't want to hear them. And mm-hmm. particularly through really finely crafted, well thought songs. And, and I want to get to our next couple, which do address mm-hmm. issues related to climate change, like we're talking about that I think are just absolutely brilliant wonderful pieces um the first one is a is probably my all-time favorite song about climate change and one of my favorite songs about social issues in recent years of all and that's by susan warner who has Mm -hmm. her roots right here in this area Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's this incredible song called snowmobiles that just puts a real personal human face on these changes by Mm -hmm. looking at like one household in like northern midwest like i think it's minnesota or something like that you mm-hmm. know and and uh it just follows the the these changes over mm-hmm. a relatively short amount of time that and how they impact them and it, it literally gives me chills which is bizarre because it's all about warming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then the second song is from a woman that I met through the People's Music Network Amy Susie mm-hmm. and it's a song called Last Days which is a strangely hopeful song about totally depressing things. <laughs> <laughs> <So> okay. <laughs> Dystopian pop, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Last days. 
The summer's hot, but the winter's cold. That's when the snowmobiles get sold. That's what we got up here. Snowmobiles and deer. It's how it is when you live up north. Winter lasts till July 4th. So we snowmobile till April, maybe longer. And my wife, she says the cold it makes us stronger. And we're strong up here, strong as six-point beer. Comes to the weather. The weather is what it is. The summer's hot, but the winter's cool. They just closed the swimming pool on Columbus Day. It's getting late, I'd say. Of course, the kids they think it's good swim all winter if they could. And my wife, she says it's only temporary, and it'll still be cold as hell come January. I live for that. I got an Arctic cat. Comes to the weather. The weather is what it is, or so I thought until a couple years ago. Now anymore, we get a lot more rain than snow. I mean, it really rains a lot, and then whatever snow we got, it melts away. In just a day, so strange. My wife, she says that nothing's changed. She says, Patrick, don't worry. She says, look outside now, there's a flurry. The summer's hot, but the winter's warm. We just had a thunderstorm on New Year's Eve, a first, I believe. All the farmers up and gone moved up to Saskatchewan. So we sit indoors around the kitchen table, drinking too much beer and watching too much cable. Missing how it feels to ride snowmobiles back when the weather—well, it was what it was.
cities of stone Now it's rations of hope We hold in our pockets Like the last hit of dope Out of a dark sky A lonely eagle flies There's nowhere to land She doesn't know Well, I hope that uh, you all enjoyed those songs as much as I do. <laughs> yes, that's pretty awesome. Super powerful and, mm-hmm. you know, also really well performed and produced. But just mm-hmm. as songs, I marvel at them. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, that that second song, Last Days, I, I there's a couple lines that were mm-hmm. just standing out to me again. And I actually have been singing that song mm-hmm. with um, Jenny and also sometimes with our sons and... and uh, yeah. There's one line in the kind of bridge section. It's just an ocean of suffering for a thimble of gain. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. You know what's great about like uh, pretty much all the songs, well, uh, most of them that we played so far, is that they are this is little slice of life as opposed to a uh, beach over the head protest song. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that always, to me, speaks to the, the uh, level of uh, skill of the songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to communicate a um, poignant, powerful message, but it's still a song that stands on its own as a song. You know, I, I find sometimes, as my, for myself anyway, it, sometimes my political songs, I'm always careful where I will play them, but those songs can be played anywhere. You know, like, like you know, they, they're not going to uh, necessarily offend anyone with those songs, but they will uh, move and touch them, which is, which is pretty powerful. Yeah. Not that I think there's necessarily anything wrong with some songs that, no. that people, but, but yeah, but, but I think you're right. But so far, you know, the, the kinds of things that we've been, it's not that they don't have a strong point necessarily, mm-hmm. but they do it in such a way that it could reach a, a lot of people. I think if they heard yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and nothing against get, getting our energy from the sun, but it was, it was more to the point. That's, that's, well, that one also was made for kids. So yes, yeah. and it isn't dumb it down, but I think there is a way yeah. in which when we write songs for kids, they tend to be a little bit more clear and direct yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in, their, in their way. And, and, um, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, it's, it, it, um, well, we'll come back to the thing about kids, I think in a little bit, but, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I just wanted to come back to those songs. We just played one a little uh-huh. bit more. And one of the things I love about the, the last days song, the very last part where it talks mm-hmm. about how, um, you know, the book of our last days mm-hmm. is not carved in stone. That's yeah. The mm-hmm. last line. And it leaves on this unresolved chord too. Mm-hmm. So it just to me, that's that idea of how, even there's a lot of depressing stuff in that song, mm-hmm. it still ends up by sort of twisting this idea of last days, which sort of has a, apocalyptic you know biblical sort of feel to it but mm-hmm. saying but but it's still up to us possibly we still can do something about this you mm-hmm. know uh, that's the way i feel about that yeah that's part of why i feel like it's both hopeful and depressing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes again speaking to uh the brilliance of great songwriting to be able to 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 communicate multiple ideas at the same time which is one of the most powerful things uh, about music in general. Well, well I, 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 when I used to teach my songwriting class to kids, uh, I would often say to them, if I came up to you and told you that I was happy, sad, uh, pensive, but uh, curious and, um, and a little shy, what would you think? And, you know, and Emily would go, well, there's something wrong with you. You're kind of crazy. <laughs> well, how can you feel all those things at once? And I said, well, actually humans do. But it's very difficult to communicate because you sound like a crazy person. But in a song, you can do that. You can be many different emotions all at the same time. And great songwriters are able to communicate that so well. Like they can give you like this, this, all that stuff and you feel it as soon as you hear the song. It's great. Yeah. And I don't want to sell kids short when I was saying about how a lot of songs for kids tend to be a little bit more direct and clear in their point because mm-hmm. – Actually, what you just made me think of is mm-hmm. Jenny and I were just looking at this songwriting project we did a real long time ago mm-hmm. at Frank Elementary, and you were actually involved in it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. recorded those kids. Uh-huh. Final product. It was the the legend of the blue bonnet. Yes, and, I remember. Yeah. Based on this Comanche story mm-hmm. uh, that Tommy DePaula had turned into a picture book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were looking at Jenny had written up the process of the group of these are third graders mm-hmm. who wrote a song that was sort of the pivotal song within the story about the main character wrestling with 
these very difficult choices that she had to make. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at what the kids said about how she would be feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was so sensitive and nuanced mm -hmm. and sophisticated that these, these third graders, exactly the kind of thing you just said, Rodney, they, they, they saw this whole range of seemingly contradictory emotions yeah. in this character at this moment. And we were just blown away mm -hmm. by, by the level of their thinking, you know, mm -hmm. that, and, and their creativity, but their, really their sensitivity that mm -hmm. they really, they really thought about how would this person be feeling? And mm -hmm. it was, it was so human and so full and it was very cool. And, you know, and I think, you know, what's interesting about the whole idea that both of us have spent a lot of our time, you know, working with, with children is uh -huh. a, a lot of people sell children short in terms mm -hmm. of how seriously they take things. And mm -hmm. I think the environment is really a good issue to look at for that mm -hmm. because children have really led the way in so mm -hmm. many ways on these issues, you know, mm -hmm. before a lot of their parents got the idea of like mm -hmm. reducing, reusing and recycling kids, we're learning about these things in schools and they were coming back to their parents mm -hmm. and saying, Hey mom and dad, you really need to do these things differently. Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's part of the way why, you know, the, the very famous children's artist, Rafi, you know, he kind mm -hmm. of left children's music and started doing environmental music. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was, he was sort of led there, I think by his concern for kids and by what kids were thinking about. Anyway, it's just interesting to me that this is one of those things, you know, certain movements like the dolphin safe tuna, mm -hmm and the getting rid of styrofoam, those are mm -hmm. activist movements that were led by children. Mm -hmm. And uh, There's a really cool book by a friend of ours, Phil Hose, called It's Our World Too. Mm -hmm. and it's all about young activists. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and a yeah. lot of them, you know, it's all different issues, but, but a lot of them got involved through environmental topics. Yeah. Well, I think it makes sense because they haven't um, been spoiled by the, um, the luxuries of excess. Yet, I mean, for even if they do live in a place, they don't quite. They they're, they're still not there where they they feel like, well, I don't want to give that up, you know, or um, you know, I mean, it's it's really been interesting to um, for the first time in my life to go to a supermarket where there's no food, or definitely, you know, or, or or less food. I shouldn't say <laughs> no food because right. we don't live. We're not in a third world country. We're just going through a big crisis here with the coronavirus thing, but. Um, it's a very strange thing to walk into a supermarket and see the um, see see the aisles empty, and um, we are, for the most part, we're pretty spoiled uh, as humans in how you know contemporary people, even if they are relative, even if they're poor, live better than kings and queens of two hundred years ago, and. Uh, it, it it's a lot a lot of that has to go with the labor that is provided by uh the energy that is produced by uh you know fossil fuel or or um or nuclear and we don't think about what that costs but i think young kids see that immediately for some reason uh they, I, and I, I i again i go back to like the, they're just not spoiled yet <laughs> they're not they're not going well i need my car they don't have a car, so why do they need one? They don't feel that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, the only part of that that I wonder about is, I bet you a lot of kids, if you tried to take away their, you know, screens, uh, that probably <laughs> would be okay. giving a different impression. But but I, I think that there is something in what you're saying, too, mm -hmm. though, because I think, you know, 
there's there's ways in which kids can care deeply about things like animals and when they see yeah. happening in the environment to hurt the animals that they mm -hmm. love they can really have an emotional response mm -hmm. to that um and and you know sometimes also they ask questions that adults don't think to ask like why mm -hmm. does it have to be this way right whereas adults have kind of come to accept mm -hmm. and take for granted that certain things can't change. Yeah, you know, kids will sometimes say, "Well, but why?" You know, it can drive mm -hmm. parents crazy. How much? Yeah, is <laughs> but why? But but, but still, why? that why questioning is so valuable that we mm -hmm. sort of question our assumptions, question our way of life, mm -hmm. and I think you know there is a way in which kids are often the people in our society who are who are the ones who are asking those those kinds of questions. So that mm -hmm. you know, kind of again segues nicely because we have another song that was designed for kids, which I mm -hmm. think very unusual and original one uh bill shantz who used to be part of a duo rosen shantz <laughs> uh, this album in the 90s called animal tales it's spelled mm -hmm. a-l-e-s okay one of my favorite children's albums mm -hmm. and there's this kind of epic song on here it's over five minutes long called package man mm -hmm. and there aren't that many songs that i know about consumerism and over packaging mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. and I, I think this is just such a cool little piece it's almost a little mm -hmm short story or play in a, mm. a song with different characters. I'd love to see somebody act it out, maybe <laughs> as, uh, but, but let's, let's hear Package Man, see what you think. Package Man, okay, cool. delicious cookies georgie baked them in his special pan all his friends who tried them said that folks would buy them if they're packaged nice and fancy by the famous package man so georgie rode his bike down to the factory walked inside his cookie in his hand hi my name is georgie I want to sell this cookie. You were wise to come and see me, Georgie. I'm the package man. I am the package man. I am the package man. I can pack a gag a package like no other packer can. I'll make it boxedacious, packastrophic, really swell. A cookie's just a cookie. It's the package that'll sell. He turned to his assistant, who was standing close behind. He said, Take this cookie, Snooky. We've a package to design. Let's see. Where should we start? Hey, I've got it. Wrap the cookie up in paper. Neon pink might work quite well. Yeah, I think that hot pink paper would be absolutely swell. Cause a cookie's just a cookie. It's the package that'll sell. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> of course you didn't. Now, place the hot pink papered cookie in a decorator box. Big enough to catch their eye from halfway down the block. Ooh, a decorator box that'll really ring their bell. And of course the hot pink paper would be absolutely swell. Cause a cookie's just a cookie. It's, it's the, the package, package that, that will sell. sell. I can see it, I can see it. It's a vision. We'll seal it all in shrink wrap, double thick and hard to tear. To keep the boxes shiny and protect them from the air. Yeah, the shrink wrap is important to preserve the taste and smell. A decorator box, that'll really ring their bell. And of course the hopping paper would 
be absolutely swell. Cause a cookie's just a cookie. It's, it's the package that will sell. Gosh, this is awfully fun. Work with me, work with me. Put the shrink wrap boxed up cookie in a slick designer sack. To make it more attractive, we don't want it coming back. Great! Designer sacks are magic with the yuppie clientele. Yep. And the shrink wrap is important to preserve the taste and smell. And a decorator box that'll really ring their bell. And of course, the hot pink paper would be absolutely swell. Make it big, bigger, bigger. It's, it's the, the package, package that, that will sell. Genius, boss. Have you ever doubted it? Now, of course, this brilliant package will be traveling out of state. So wrap it all in bubble pack and stick it in a heavy crate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The crate would sure protect it on the truck and piece it fell. Designer sacks are magic with the yuppie clientele. Yep. And the shrink wrap is important to preserve the taste and smell. And a decorator box that'll really ring their bell. And, of course, a hot pink paper would be absolutely swell. Call a kid. It's a wrap. It's, it's a, a package, package that, that will sell. Back to the factory, saw the package. Gosh, it's awfully big. He opened up the crate and the bubble pack as well. The sack by a designer whose name he couldn't spell. Then the shrink wrap package with its funny plastic smell. Then the decorator box, which didn't ring his bell. Then he broke the paper wrapper and gave a dreadful yell. Hey, there's nothing in this package. It's just an empty shell. You forgot the cookie, Snooky. No, I didn't. It was swell. Boss, you told me I should snack it. I said pack it. Whoops. Oh, well. Never mind about the cookie. It's, it's the, the package, package that, that will sell. sell. I am the package man. I am the package man. It was just a little cookie, but it's gotten out of hand. Keep your fancy packaging, your lettering and wrappaging. Snooky, the kid is totally wrong. What do I always tell you? You've got to shrink, rotten, bubble, pack them, neatly stack them, and they've got to be crushed, proof and leak, proof, bug, proof. What's more, they've got to be sterilized, the homogenized, sanitized, and maximized. I can whack a package, package that molds by the package man. All right. I think it's a tour de force. <laughs> so my, my only question is, I did not know that Frank Zappa and Nilsson were influences on children's music. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is influences on children's music. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are so many Frank Zappa-isms and Nilsson-isms in that song. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. It's yeah, awesome. Those are cool things to find their way into children's music, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, our friend Bill Harley sometimes likes to say that children's music is the one genre that's not a genre. Uh, yes. <laughs> the age of the audience, not on mm -hmm. anything stylistic. And so you can mm -hmm. do anything that you want within it. And that, you know, is, is one of the things that's very freeing and fun yeah. about doing it. But uh, I think that's a very subversive song, really, because yeah. like I, said, I, I can't think of that many songs that are about over packaging that that mm -hmm. really kind of pervades our society and that mm -hmm. song just you know through that whole fun add-on pattern kind of yeah. thing, a lot of you mm -hmm. know how the jack built songs and stuff like that do it it uh it, it, it 
very cleverly gets across this ridiculousness of putting things in more, yeah. more levels of packaging into the thing itself is sort of almost pointless or mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the, the thing you're actually selling is gone uh, although whatever i see little kids at, on, at birthday parties they open up the box and then they you and they take the toy out and then they put the toy aside and they play with the box well true but but i think that actually is more of an example of resourcefulness and ingenuity and caring more about the simple thing because the box yeah. itself could just be a brown paper ba uh, box or something. yes from mm -hmm. a cardboard box and so it instead of the glitzy toy that's plastic yeah. and wrapped in plastic and shrink wrapped, right that the box is often very simple you know well, so in, yeah, in the way it's it's kind of the opposite yeah. yeah the box represents endless imagination where the toy is the toy right and and the packaging is the packaging <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah but it's it's i think um it's an example though also of how uh you know people who do work with children who do music for children sometimes are are very creative in their approach to uh -huh. it's, it's clear it's it's not not going against that idea that yeah for it to be for kids it it, it ha does have a clear point but that point i think is done with a lot yeah. of, of sophistication so yeah mm -hmm. cool yeah it's pretty awesome <laughs> so we you know in this show we usually um focus on music that's from the 80s to the present that's our mission mm -hmm. but every once in a while we like to dig back a little earlier and do something that we call the throwback section. the throwback song yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple of them this time and they're both from the 70s the early 70s mm -hmm. uh one is the great you know funky group the tower of power mm -hmm. Uh, with only so much oil in the ground, mm -hmm. and uh, and the other one's the great soulful singing of Marvin Gaye with "Mercy, Mercy Me," the ecology. And partly, I was thinking, you know, we've been pretty white in our representation <laughs> so far. Very musically. Yes, know, I think uh, you can you can get away with saying that, David. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it too. You can call, me, you can call us. Uh, but the. Um, you know, the uh, Tom Pease one was based on gospel, but being mm -hmm. done by mostly, you know, uh, white mm -hmm. people. But, you know, it's been varied musically. But, but you know, I think environmental issues have sometimes been pigeonholed a little bit as kind of being more mm -hmm. of a white issue. Even mm -hmm. though there's environmental racism where, you know, mm -hmm. the, the places of often that are hardest hit by envir environmental destruction, by pollution, by toxic mm -hmm. waste are... Uh, you know, black and brown communities. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there's been this kind of, I think it may be an attempt by anti-environmental forces to, to paint it as a very white thing. But it's interesting to me that very early on, because remember Earth Days, just from the early 70s itself, mm -hmm. uh, in the environmental movement, a lot of songs like these ones we're going to play and ones by Gil Scott Heron, there were a lot of really hard-hitting environmental songs from African-American musicians mm -hmm. in various genres mm -hmm. um so it, i think this sort of undercuts that attitude that somehow yes i think it goes to something i uh we we talked when we did the race show we talked about my uh one man show and i talk about that a lot as uh being a person of color sometimes we are just pigeonhole that we're not that that it's not that we don't want to or don't even do it. It's just that the marketplace doesn't always respond, uh, or or the the gatekeepers won't don't want that to be to come out. Mm -hmm. And um, but I, we're gonna find a, 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 a the third song in this block. Are we gonna play all three of these songs together? Let's do two, and then we'll we'll talk. Okay. We but the third song we're gonna play. The, the, the song, the song, the first song of the next block is a newer, 
a song by an African-American rapper about the earth. So we will get to that too. But let's just check out these two songs in the throwback section. Yeah.
great Marvin Gaye yeah so I a little story about that connection to that song uh, a couple years ago uh, James Jamerson jr. Uh, uh, was here at my studio and he was telling me the story of when his dad came home from usually his dad would come home that uh, James Jamerson senior was the bass player on that song and uh, that we just heard and usually when he would come home from a, a session at Motown, he would just be like, yeah, well, whatever. Like he, he wasn't really all that impressed. But um, when he came home the day after that session of recording this song and a bunch of other songs for this record, he was like, uh, I think we did something really special and important today. He mm-hmm. felt like uh, that the, 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 the session really touched him, uh, which is uh, pretty understandable. Pretty powerful yeah. song. 
Yeah. I love the story about how uh, Marvin Gaye really had to convince Barry Gordy to allow that album to happen. Yeah. He thought it was going to be totally a disaster. It's going to ruin your career, Marvin. You know, you uh-huh. can't get political. And uh, then it ended up being this, you know, huge, yeah. uh, influential and commercially successful album, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and mm-hmm. I think it paved the way to a lot of other Motown artists mm-hmm. getting more into that territory, you know, yeah. Temptations, doing things like Wall of Confusion. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, there was a whole new era of sort of socially conscious Motown stuff that, mm-hmm. that came out of that, that yeah. permission to more artists mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is true. I, you know, going back to the conversation we we're having a little earlier about African-Americans, it was also true for any artist to get political who wasn't necessarily thought of as political, who wasn't a folk artist or, or sort of, uh, or, or a jazz artist. I mean, you know, I mean, we think of, um, like Nina Simone, mm-hmm. uh, being very political, but if you think of like, uh, like it, it, it it didn't help her commercial success that she was so political. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Bob Dylan, I mean, when you really look back on it, it didn't help his career either that he was thought of as really political. It just, just the music was so good. It was undeniable. So the fans decided that they didn't care, but the, the press and the, um, the record companies were always fearful of people. That's probably making, always true, you know, like yeah. in general, unless they can see a way to sort of use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it would be, strange if the powers that be would encourage the things that question the powers that be <laughs> we yes. expect that mm-hmm. and, uh, you know but uh, you know and going back to that tower of power song you know i think that's an example of you know the lyrics of that are not like mm-hmm. the greatest ever <laughs> it's such a fun funky groove mm-hmm. you can the phone book over that music and it would be great you know so, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not yeah. that they're bad it's just you know it's compared to a lot of these other songs that are like poetry yeah mm-hmm. pretty, you know blatant and you know but it doesn't matter because you're grooving away and it's yeah. a good point and it's got a great it's got a great beat and you can dance to it you know yeah. uh, well i do also one of the things that i think we often uh we should do an episode about that. Actually, I mean, it would be a little, a little denser and comp- more complicated. But the political messages that are in the music, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, there's like, yeah, there's not a lot of lyrics to that, but there's so much of the message is unspoken. It's right. not in the words. There's and and right. I mean, like, it's also got a great beat, and you can dance to it. But you know, in some ways, you're dancing the pain of the planet being destroyed i mean i I don't know quite know how to put it into words which is what makes the music so powerful but there's something about uh just the message that's communicated in the music it it always reminds me of this joke i used to make there was this hip-hop track that started off with the guy saying yeah hell yeah know what i'm saying he hadn't said anything yet but the message was all there because it was all in the groove that was being laid down because the groove in the in the track was so unbelievably funky and was just communicating like um you know tons of information that just didn't need to be spoken right right well that's it's definitely a good point that we should explore more in future episodes the idea sort of not only of these overtly political lyrics, but really mm-hmm. sort of the political implications of the music itself. Yeah. Um, and since both of us like to 
geek out about that kind of a topic. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Great, uh-huh. but for future, but the, the, tell us a little bit about this next one. Well, I just was in, introduced to this next artist, and this is an alternate version of the song uh, "Mother Earth." Um, and I believe that his name is pronounced. It looks like Lect, like, uh, like or maybe it's Lect, L E C T. And this is called Mother Earth, and uh, there's a version of it which I don't know if it's released, which features Greta Greta Thunberg, which is pretty cool. But this is, um, I guess, it's the single version. That's what it says there. <laughs> so check this out, Mother Earth. <laughs> and after that, we will have uh, Neil Young. And Crazy Horse doing the Mother Earth, a natural anthem live. Uh, so two very different versions of the same idea. Not the same song, but the same idea. When Mother Earth. Here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Powers devoured our home. We're cowards that think that we're standing alone. An hour a day in everyone's home. Empower the way that you care for your own. I'm tired of seeing the killing and fleeing, the spilling of blood, the loss of a feeling. Emotions are high, filling the sky with prayers and dreams. All angels fly. How can I do more than this? We're dying slow like open wrists. Watch the blood drip curl the floor. It seems like we can't wait no more. The time is now, the end is near. It's time to move, let go of fear. Or we will hear the soft sigh as Mother Earth has almost died. Mother Earth cries in pain. All because we are so vain Working hard to please each other Showing disrespect to mother Love our sisters and our brothers And the truth will be uncovered And the lies and when we try There's no disguise for you and I Mother Earth cries in pain All because we are so vain Working hard to please each other Showing disrespect to mother Love our sisters and our brothers And the truth will be uncovered And the lies and when we try There's no disguise for you and I I verbalize best for turtles and nets For tigers and dolphins and even your pets For elephant tusks and migrating ducks we're killing our cousins for dollars and bucks enough is enough we must stop it now where there is by force or a sacred vow want to know how you just make a promise to care for our planet you gotta be honest speak the truth be a man be a woman understand make a choice about today if it's too late we'll wash away and something else will take our place we've got to enlighten the human race we've got to inspire our brand new desire to fight to the wire for our empire hire the teachers for our future leaders like scientists doctors and public speakers hoping to reach us spreading the knowledge help all the children get further than college do it today or we'll meet our doom We don't want to give what we do is consume Burning the forest and drilling the seas The powers that be are ignoring our pleas We're spreading disease, killing the youth Polluting the breeze, all our spit in this booth Fulfilling the truth is saving a life Like animal testing that under the knife We sacrifice lives in the name of science Cause they are not human so there is no violence That is a lie, it is to die Humanity won't share a slice of the pie Wanna know why? It's all cause of greed The things that we want we will say that we need Give it a love
up and we will have freed the chains on our minds. It's time to succeed, plant a seed and watch it thrive. Cause Mother Earth is still alive, helping you to understand you've got the whole world in your hands. Mother Earth cries in pain, all because we are so vain. Working hard to please each other, showing disrespect to Mother. Love our sisters and our brothers and the truth will be uncovered. And the lies and when we try, there's no disguise for you and I. Mother Earth cries in pain, all because we are so vain. Working hard to please each other, showing disrespect to mother. Love our sisters and our brothers, and the truth will be uncovered. And the lies and when we try, there's no disguise for you and I. I call it how I see it, and I rarely tell a lie. I want this song to be a catalyst for you and I. To take control and last forever Don't act like we're not so clever Make it better, save the future Close the wound like a suture Let it heal, then we'll feel Emotions and notions, we all know it's real Seals and polar bears, penguins and whales Are suffering daily because we have failed Put it in scale, bitch perspective Clean up your act and be more effective It is defective, time for a change Why is protecting the planet so strange? Are we insane because we've forgotten Our souls are bright, never just rotten It's gotten so bad, what are we to do? All that I know is that it starts with you and me And we can plant a tree and try to keep humanity from engaging insanity i don't think it's too grand to bleed no destruction no pollution no discussion no solution get to talk and start to fight revolution is your god-given right do what you can by the end of the night and when you wake up you will feel all right and we can begin in a brand new way of loving the planet that's all i will say it's mother earth Mother Earth cries in pain, all because we are so vain. Working hard to please each other, showing disrespect to mother. Love our sisters and our brothers, and the truth will be uncovered. And the lies and when we try, there's no disguise for you and I. Mother Earth cries in pain, all because we are so vain. Working hard to please each other, showing disrespect to mother. Love our sisters and our brothers, and the truth will be uncovered. And the lies and when we try, there's no disguise for you and I. Mother Earth cries in pain. Showing disrespect to mother Love our sisters and our brothers And the truth will be uncovered And the lies and when we try There's no disguise for you and I Mother Earth cries in pain All because we are so vain Working hard to please each other Showing disrespect to mother Love our sisters and our brothers And the truth will be uncovered And the lies and when we try There's no disguise for you and I See 
Very distinctive guitar of Neil Young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. I, I love that when an artist can take that sort of really ugly, loud, distorted guitar and put like this, these sweet, beautiful harmonies to it. And mm-hmm. always, I, I am always fascinated by that. And it always, to me, it makes it even more moving and powerful. Yeah. And it's interesting that they chose to do it with the vocal harmonies and just Neil's guitar. No other instruments you know it's mm-hmm. 
Uh, definitely sounds rock and not folk, even though it's with one guitar. But <laughs> yeah, well, well, it feels like a, a, a Celtic hymn. Yeah. Well, I think the melody is basically the water is wide. Ah, okay. Yeah. The last phrase, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it, it, it's not really totally a original mm-hmm. melody. But, uh-huh. but that's why it has that very familiar old sound to it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, but uh, so two very different Mother Earth songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and I think by the time we do our next episode, I will I will premiere my Mother Earth song I have that uh, oh, cool. I used to do with my old band. I just don't have a recording of it, mm-hmm. uh, so I will do that before our next uh, Mother Earth show. Excellent. But, yeah, two very different Mother Earth songs, but both with the same idea that uh, we must take care of our mother. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've had a very interesting uh, variety of topics because obviously the environment is a huge area. We could do a whole show on climate change, we could do a whole yeah. show on endangered species or, mm-hmm. energy or, you know, all sorts of different aspects of it. Yeah. Um, and maybe we will down the road. And we will. Yes. <laughs> but for now, that's a, a, a smattering. And, and, you know, one of the things that I sometimes say when we think about some of these songs that maybe are down in their actual content Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like a foil to that for me is the fact that somebody put this amount of care and creativity into making that particular song, even if the song itself is depressing, is hopeful to me. You know, like yes. I hope mm-hmm. that somebody poured that much creativity into this mm-hmm. thing to try to move other people. Mm-hmm. And just that fact, you know, is sort of, is heartening to me and, and, yes. and lifts me up. So I hope that that has that effect on some of you too. Cause it, I think, you know, if we just get depressed, that's not productive. We, we need to actually be moved to action on these mm-hmm. issues, uh, not just brought down and feel like it's hopeless. I, I, yeah. I guess there's, you know, too much of a sort of activist sense to me that, that every time I start just feeling like, brought down by these things i think okay that's that's not going to help me you know (laughs) what i need to do Uh so somehow we've got to keep seeing some hope for the future uh in order to motivate us to be able to keep on keeping on yes keep on keeping on well it's interesting because there's two points that keep sticking Uh, one point that you mentioned earlier that i was thinking of about the children always asking why and i thought that that is what artists do Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and that's one of the reasons why we maybe we stay young, <laughs> or at least feel that we are young. It's because we're always curious about why. Why does it have to be this way? And the other thing I was thinking is um, the art, the creative person, um, the 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 product, the song, the sculpture, the painting is the residue of the work that we do as artists. And it's just what the audience ends up seeing. But the real, the real work is somehow dealing with how an issue or a thought or an idea impacts us personally. And we use our art to work through that. And, and, and the, the wonderful thing is there is that residue that's left, which is the, the, the piece itself. Mm-hmm. So even though the initial... Um, and who knows? I mean, you know, you think of that 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 um, Mother Earth song from Neil Young. It probably made him very angry what he saw. There's probably a lot of anger, but he created this beautiful piece of music mm-hmm. that can make you cry or make you sad. Um, I mean, we really don't know what he was working through to be able to create that, but 
you, you can imagine. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you in that it is hopeful that you see so many people moved to actually create something about what's going on with the earth and climate change as the or the environment as the larger subject uh and we will definitely dig deeper and and far more reaching inside this uh, topic in shows to come yeah and that the point you were just making about kind of the role of the artist i mm -hmm. think is something i've been seeing people talking about in this time with the, mm -hmm. with the health crisis that we're mm -hmm. going through um and uh talking about how you know artists being creative and creative problem solvers mm -hmm. are really at the heart of how people are wrestling with all these dramatic changes mm -hmm. to our lives and helping bring people together, even though it has to be through online yeah. methods. Uh, but, <laughs> but also just really kind of, you know, like you said, working through and thinking through in a different way, mm -hmm. uh, the, these kinds of difficult issues and and asking questions that maybe other people aren't asking and hopefully sometimes coming up with solutions that other people yeah. aren't coming up with too yep. yeah yeah excellent so until next time <laughs> yes see you guys later <laughs> yeah take care of the planet and take care of yourselves you've been listening to music for the new revolution I'm Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler-Clevens. Music for the New Revolution is produced at Melody Vision Recording Studios in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Music for the New Revolution is written and produced by David Heitler-Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. And edited and co-produced by Ben Flax. You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR. Like us on Facebook and follow our Spotify playlist. And our podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can also be a patron, a supporter of our podcast on Patreon. This is Music, Music for, for the, the New, new Revolution. revolution. Spend it all today and we will build you tomorrow. Three-piece suits and bank accounts in Bahamas. Wall Street crime will never send you to the slammer. Tell all the children in the arms of the mamas. The F-15 is a homicide for a pop of pill culture Drug companies circling like a vulture Amaraki babies with the G.I. Joe father Ten years from now is anybody